Hey everyone, it's Andy and Phil. We're your co-hosts for the Burning Creative Podcast. For those of you who don't know us, we're the partners over at Muddy Shutter Media, and we're excited to have you listening to our show. This is a podcast about creativity, inspiration, and passion in the creative community. This show is sponsored and supported by MSM, and therefore, no ads, all talk. We hope you enjoy the content, and don't forget to subscribe, like, and follow our Instagram page at Burning Creative Podcast. Jumping right in, let's introduce today's guest. All right. So today we have Bart Mills, the CMO from Peak Refuel on the show. Bart, thanks so much for joining us. Anytime, anything for you, Andy. We love Muddy Shutter. (laughs) We love what you're doing. We're excited to be here. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So could you kind of give our listeners a little short bio or, or long bio, whatever you want on just yourself and, you know, what you do at Peak Refuel and pretty much what Peak Refuel is? Yeah, you bet. So, uh, like you mentioned, my name is Bart Mills. I was, uh, I'm born in the West out here from a little town in Utah called Pleasant Grove, where I grew up in the shadows of the Wasatch Mountains, pretty much in the shadow of Mount Timpanogos, which is a 12,000 foot mountain right in my backyard. And, uh, I grew up in the outdoors, whether it was camping, mountain biking, hiking, you name it. I was doing it in the outdoors hunting as well. My older brothers hunted and my father and we'd go with them and myself. And so I just grew up in the outdoors coming from Utah. That's what you do. You know, you, you got five national parks in your state. And so you take advantage of it. And we did that. I went to school here in Utah. I got my degree in public relations from Utah Valley University. And I always wanted to, my overall goal was to always work in the outdoor industry. I always wanted to work you know, whether it was with a clothing company or in the entertainment industry in the outdoor world or, you know, in, with a gear company, whatever, whatever opportunities arose, I wanted to work in that industry. And so once I graduated college, I was in college and I started working for a, a company of two friends of mine had started here in Utah. And it was it was a free stride company. They had just started this free stride company and I worked I worked for them doing video marketing. My degrees in public relations, but I got my undergrad in video. And so I did a lot of video for them doing a ton of recipe videos. It was this freeze dried company where they would, you know, they freeze dried single ingredient, you know, fruits and vegetables and different things like that. And, and, and would educate people on how to cook with freeze dried products. And it was kind of a new, it was a new concept for a lot of people because a lot of people just think, oh, freeze dried food is something for astronauts. Uh, they, 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 that NASA invented and they take to, to space or it's something that you put in your bunker or a doomsday type mill option. But there's so many health values and so much, so many uses for freeze dried ingredients in your everyday cooking that this company that we're working for, they wanted to educate people on that. And so we made thousands of just recipe videos. We had a professional chef, multiple different chefs that we would, we'd rent out studios and we'd go and we'd film cooking videos and educate people on how to cook with freeze dried food. And eventually, you know, I wanted to end up in the outdoor world. I, this is where I wanted to be. And uh, the opportunity arose with a friend of mine, Seth Adams, the CEO of Peak Refuel, who approached me and said, hey, this is what we're doing. We've talked about this for a long time. I think it's time we do it. You interested? And I said, of course, of course, I'm interested. Interested. This is our background. I mean, we both worked in freeze dried, the freeze dried world for 12 yeah. years together. You know, different capacities. He was in sales. Right. I was in marketing and operations. And 
So we took a couple years and back in uh, last year, 2018, we launched Peak Refuel. Now, it did take us a couple years to dial in the brand, the recipes. We, we had a lot, we have a lot of connections in the freeze dried world with food scientists and, mm-hmm. and, you know, the process of what freeze dry is. Cause it's, it's a very tricky field. It's something that you just don't, right. you just don't jump in to freeze dry the freeze dried industry. It's not something you just go dabble in. Oh, you know, right. I'm going to so go like, call right. somebody and just figure it out. Like it's right. insane the concept right. of it, right? And right. so it took us it took us a couple years to develop peak and to formulate the recipes in the mills and we went through round after round after round and change after change after change. We mm-hmm. did a ton of market research to figure out what the industry needed because right. we knew there was a need for a premium freeze dried outdoor mill. Because we know what's out there. <laughs> I think everybody knows what's out there. And we were living on it. We're outdoors guys. And we were in the industry said, guys, like we're in this industry. We can create something so much better than it's being offered right now. It shouldn't, it, it shouldn't have to be like this. We shouldn't be having to eat fake ingredients, fake meat, and getting gut bombs every time we're out on the mountain. It shouldn't be right. like that at all. We should be able to enjoy what we're eating. And so that was kind of how Peak Refuel, the concept of it, was born. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like I say, we took a couple of years and a lot of market research and a lot of different testing. And we formulated our first six mills and we launched them in April 2018. We launched our website. And then from there, we have just been grinding every single day to try to get our name out in front of as many people as we possibly can. Being a new company going up against, you know, there's plenty of great food companies out there. There's only two that are fully freeze dried, which means Mm -hmm. our mills are cooked first, like you would at your, you know, at your home or in your kitchen. And then it goes into our industrial dryers. There's only two that that do that. The other ones, you know, they'll, they'll take single freeze dried ingredients and drop it in a, a bag. And that's just not how mills should be consumed. And mm-hmm. they don't taste near the way they should. So, yeah. So that's kind of, uh, that's kind of me and how Peak was formed and launched back in April of 2018. But man, the last year has been a whirlwind, just a grind, trying to get our name out in front of as many people as we can, going to as many shows as we can, doing as many podcasts as we can, mm-hmm. and networking with incredible people that once they taste it, they love it. That's it. Right. Once they taste it, they want to be affiliated with us and they want to share it with their networks. And so we've, we've had a lot of help from some incredible influential people in the outdoor industry, both, both in the backpacking world, the hunting world that has really helped us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what really does set you apart is you're, you're not just creating a product for a very sub niche of consumers. You're pretty much saying, Hey, there's a big market out there and we just want to make this product overall better just for everybody. You know, and I think that's what's successful. And you're kind of reaching a really wide audience that, like you said, it doesn't really matter if they're a hunter, fisherman, climber, they all have that singular problem that's like, I just need something better to eat when I'm outside. Yeah. You know, so going back to like that very first day that, you know, I'm sorry, what was the CEO's name again? Seth Adams. Seth. Okay. Yep. And I have not met Seth yet, right? I've met. We met at the. For officially, we met face to face at the at the OR snow show, and Seth okay, was there. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, what was that first 
day like where you guys were like, we're doing this and we're going to create something, right? I, I mean, this podcast is all about the, the whole process to creative process to building a product or, or anything, whether it's an image yeah. or a video or a, a manufactured product or even, or, and now food. Right. It's like, yeah. what was that process like? Were you guys like, uh, okay, let's sit down and start writing down recipes. You know, what was yeah. that process like? Yeah, it was the good thing is Seth had kind of had this concept. We had talked about it for a long time, but unbeknownst to me, you know, we're each doing our own thing in the free stride world, mm-hmm. right? Staying in our lanes, doing, right. doing what we want to do. And he had kind of started the legwork. So like he had uh, meal concepts, you know, created or, or what he wanted to do when he came to me. Mm-hmm. And so when we, when we kind of, when I linked up with him and we decided to, okay, we're going to do this, I guess we're doing this. Right. <laughs> the first thing for me that it was, was fear. I mean, I think naturally fear takes over because I was comfortable in where I was. Yep. I was with a company for 12 years and it is yep. the only job I've known, like in my professional career. I mean, right. since college, I mean, before that, I worked at Home Depot in the, elect- in the yeah. electrical department, just getting through college, right? And, you know, I was married. I had three kids. We had just purchased a house, our dream house that we had, that we had wanted to stay in. And, yeah. and so to have like every, your life is set, right? Like you get into this groove of how things are going in your life. And nobody loves right. change. Change is scary and yeah. <laughs> really scary. And I guess some people, man, they love change. They're every, every year, I mean, they're <laughs> skipping to a new career. They're skipping to a new company and that's right. awesome. But for me, I'm the polar opposite. Like I love yep. to know what I'm doing every single day and, right. and I love security and, and so I, and I loved what I was doing, right. Even though it wasn't necessarily in the outdoor world, I still loved the people I worked with. Right. It was awesome. It yep. was fulfilling. It was challenging, right? And so when this decision said, "Okay, I'm doing this," like it was, it was scary. Like I went back and I remember talking to my wife, and I was like, "As badly as I want to do this, I think I'm too chicken. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm, I'm too weak. Like I don't think I'm brave enough. You know, like I don't have the huevos yeah. to do this." And yeah, uh, yeah. then you know, finally, just after you know talking and seen the potential of, of what we wanted to do. Cause we knew, we knew what it could do. Like there was no doubt in our right. mind. Like we, we knew right. what we had created with the brand and our vision and what we wanted to accomplish. There was, and, and because we lived in that world and we knew there was nothing like it. Right. Mm-hmm. There's other foods out, other food brands out there, but there was nothing like peak refuel, nothing. Right. And I, I, I just kept going down to like, guys, the confidence of what we knew we had, it was encouraging. Like it was very encouraging. And so when you say, what was those first days like? It was like, it's hard for me. It's like a blur. I remember making that decision of, okay, I'm making this jump and, you know, having those hard conversations and then making the jump and you make the jump. And when we, when I made the jump, it was like the beginning of 2018. It was January, 2018. We didn't launch till April, mm-hmm. 2018, you know? So we had like right. three months where we were like, we don't even have a product. Like we've got, a, <laughs> we've got a landing page up at peakrefuel.com that just has this like stock image of a mountain that says coming spring 2018. And we, and the thing is like, we didn't want anybody to know what peak refuel was. We didn't want to tip our hat 
at all. Two, one, because it was kind of the marketing strategy to create a buzz. What is this? But really the underlying strategy was we didn't want our competitors to know, hey, what's coming down the pipeline, right? We wanted it to hit the market and then go, whoa, okay, now we've got to react to it. And that was all part of our strategy. But that was that yeah. was crazy. Those first six months was like, what do you do? You can't. You're trying to grow an inst- you know a social presence. You're trying to grow an email list. You're giving giveaways out. Like we created our social channel. Yeah. We're doing giveaways every single week, giving outdoor themed products away, right? And they weren't getting donated yeah. to us. We were buying, we were buying backpacks and hammocks and you know uh, yep. packs and trekking yep. poles and whatever. You know, we were just buying this stuff you know, and giving it away out of our budget and hoping that it would pay a dividend, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hoping that, you know, these $300 packs and bags we're giving away is going to be worth the three emails we got from that campaign. You know what I mean? And so it was... And one of them is like a spam bot. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's the same people entering your giveaway every week, you know, and you go to their page and all they do is just enter giveaways. And you're like, oh my gosh, what is going on? Like, we're not reaching the people we need to be reaching. What a waste, you know? And so there was some scary, scary times those first three months of just trying to grow a brand, awareness, and not telling people what we are. And people saying, hey, what is Peak Group? Well, you'll find out come April. Just stay tuned. But amongst all that fear and doubt, there was this this undertone of confidence that we knew that once once we can hit, we launched officially April 6th. Once we hit April 6th and tell people what this is and they try it, because it's one thing for us to say, Hey, we, we've got this awesome food brand. Here it is. Mm-hmm. We launch, right? And they go, okay, there's a bunch of these companies, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. You're different because you've kind of got cooler labels. Your branding is, in <laughs> our opinion, light years ahead of any other food brand out there, right? You're mm-hmm. not scared to put the picture of your product on your label, which people don't right. do in the food industry. They do not want to show their food. Right. We've got all that going for us. That's great the deciding factor is people going to like it. That's scary because we all like it. We all know it's good, but food is different. Everybody's palate is different. What I think is, is fricking money. You might think is junk and we'll never buy again. Right? Like we've got plenty, we've got six mils right now. And just a little teaser. We got five more coming out in five, six weeks, but like, there's certain meals that we have that I love, but you know, our chicken teriyaki, I don't eat teriyaki, like even at home, like I wouldn't go to a restaurant <laughs> and order teriyaki. Right. So yeah. like, even though we brought that meal to market, you know, and I'm like, I'm not a teriyaki guy, you know, like, but I have yeah. to go sell teriyaki and tell people it's a easy, you know, it's, <laughs> it's scary because you know, some, some people don't like it. Some people love it. Right. And that's the reality of a food product. Right. It's not like a hard good, you know, where like that's a dope jacket. Like everyone pretty much will love a jacket or a bag. You know, obviously there's features that differentiate it. But with food, I mean, it's so distinct. It's you either. Right. Your taste buds reject it and you'll never order it again or they'll love it and that you'll you'll stick with it. So there is that fear factor, but that confidence of and that's our hashtag. Our slogan is just taste the difference. Once you taste it. You taste the difference of what Peak Refuel offers. Premium, freeze-dried, high-protein, real meat, real ingredients. Dude, game over. 
just taste it. And, mm-hmm. and that's what pushed us through those three months of going, okay, we don't have any product yet. We're trying to grow a brand without telling people what we are, right? And right. come April, you're kind of behind the eight ball because you launch in April of 2018, but you still, you still have to get, you've done all this brand awareness for the first three months, but once you have a product, you got to get it in people's hands and you oh, got to yeah. let them try it. And that's a whole nother hurdle. Yeah. It's one thing just yeah. to, to tell people what it is, but then to get people to buy it or get people to try it is a whole nother obstacle. So there was going back and I rambled there, but going back to answer your question, there was a ton no, of fear, sorry. a ton of fear. Yep of, is this going to just flop? You know, because we were yeah. going up against some incredible outdoor mills out there. I mean, they're not, yeah. I wouldn't say they're horrible. They're not peak. <laughs> That's for sure. Once you taste it, you know, they're not, they're not to our level, but they're still great. And people are very loyal in this industry, extremely loyal. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. if they find their food brand, it's just like me, when I go to a restaurant, like if I love a certain fast food joint or restaurant, dude, I'm not switching off that. Like I know what yeah. I like and I'm not going to risk trying to go somewhere I don't like. Right. And yeah. so that was another fear is, man, we've got to tap into this food's different. It's just, it's just different. It's a consumable. So you got that going for right. you, but people, like I said, they got certain tastes and you've got to, you've got to tap into that. But we knew, we knew people wanted something better than it was being offered. We just did. Our mm-hmm. research told us that we were, we were our users. We, you know, the four of us that started it, Seth, myself, and then our sales guy, Travis, and we got one more guy, but we knew, we knew there could be something better because we wanted something better. And we are a demographic. And we said, if we want it, other people want it. And then, so but we took the time to, to figure that out in those two years doing tons of market research. And the market told us people want something better. So that's what we were holding to. All we needed to do was create a brand and a product that would meet that. So, so what the, the fear going on, right? Yeah. Like going back to the first couple of months, do you think that that spurred like a fire under you to create, not, not even just creatively, but just trying to find ways to, like you said, make your product different. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's like, oh man, dude, you know, the, the fear of like, are we, are we going to brand correctly? Are we going to, you know, put our money in the right places? And, you know, how many more backpacks can we buy? You know, like did that kind of spur as a CMO, did that kind of spur a little fire under you to be like, dude, we we need to find these very creative ways to push our product out there. Yeah. Yeah. That was on the forefront of my mind the whole time. And that was where I, I felt a ton of pressure because that's what, as a CMO, that was my responsibility was to create this brand and get it into the right people's hands. That's going to benefit the brand and not hurt the brand. Mm -hmm. Right. Where, you know, our our CEO and and Seth and Travis are kind of on the sales or trying to get us into big box, trying to get us into retailers. I let them do that. Right. And for me, I've got to, for them to be successful, right. I had to build a credible brand that was backed by authentic users, right? Because they're, you know, they right. go and pitch these retailers, and their retailers are like, "Who eats your product? Like, I, what kind of brand is this, right? Like, what yeah. kind of credibility do you have?" And so it was on my shoulders to go, "Okay, I have got to build some credibility here with Peak Refuel because we believe it's the premium freeze dried brand on the market." But mm-hmm. how do we build that credibility? And so I had all this pressure of how do we do this? And I went back and my whole strategy was, okay, guys, 
we have to be raw and as authentic and as transparent as we can. Mm-hmm. The world, you know, the world of marketing and advertising has changed. And, and this is something that, that I credit back to my, my previous job where I was at for 12 years. I worked under an incredible vice president of marketing who was brilliant in my mind. And he taught me a lot, just not necessarily about marketing, but just about how to deliver a product to a consumer, I guess, which is marketing, but not, yeah. <laughs> not so much like the, you know, the X's and O's and like all the fundamentals of marketing, but like the bigger overarching like concept of how you convince somebody that your product is better than another person. And he taught me that, you know, the world doesn't trust corporations anymore. They just Mm -hmm. don't. Nobody trusts you at all. If your voice as a company is telling them something, we've burned them too many times and they don't trust you. You, So you can spend a ton of money and you can, you burn the midnight oil trying to tell people how awesome your product is, but no one believes you. You have right. to get people to tell them that, right? And that's that's nothing new about that, right? But the way he, you know, it took me a while to kind of understand that concept. And, and you know, the previous company I was with was, man, because I would create videos and I would do, you know, digital marketing campaigns where I was the voice of the company, right? And the response just wasn't there. It's like, why not, man? I'm yeah. telling them how awesome it is. And he'd go, dude, right. no one believes you. No one believes you. you got a logo next to your name. No one believes a word you say. Right. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. And I was, I guess, just an idiot. I just didn't think that. But <laughs> it took a while for that to click. And so when I when I made the transition and made to go to move over to, to peak and, and create this brand, my whole mindset was, man, we have to put it in our consumers hands and people that are influential in the, in the marketplace, in the influencers, if we can get them on our side and get them to use as our voices, authentic users, if we can get them to do our marketing for us, then, mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to push us light years ahead of where we could go in any other avenue. Right. And so I started reaching out to people in those three months and it was hard because I, I would identify, I had some people in the outdoor world that I knew very well and, and associated with mm-hmm. that were in my network and I'd reach out to them and tell them what we had and I'd share it with them. But then there was some where I was like, guys, we got this awesome brand. I can't tell you what it is, but you're going to want to be associated <laughs> with us. And right. so once we had product, our whole market strategy was, okay, get this product into their hands. And it's, this isn't anything new. This is what all companies do, right? It's, there's right. nothing, I'm not you know, teaching any new concept here. But one thing that I did feel that I wanted to approach it differently than other people was I wanted to get these, you call them influencers, ambassadors, whatever you want, people define them differently in every, you know, every walk of life. But we, we call them our ambassadors. I wanted to get these ambassadors on board, but I didn't want to force them to post anything or require any, have any requirements from us that would taint their network, taint their credibility or force them to say things that they didn't want to say. Right. And so when I created, when we created our program, I said, guys, you guys are going out anyway. You guys are the real authentic users. We like, I like to think that I'm authentic user, but I've got three kids under nine years old. (laughs) And reality is I don't get out as much as I would like. Right. You know, it just, when you have kids, it just changes your whole world. Right. And so my life changed dramatically where I was, you know, 
liking to get out three or four times a month, whether it was on a hike or a mountain, you know, heading to Moab to go mountain biking, which we do monthly when we didn't have kids, you know, and, and hunting season would come around going hunting that just your whole world changes. So I, I, I couldn't do it. And neither could any of the guys here at the peak team. We're all in the same boat, right? We're all in that age where we've got young kids. So our ambassador. But that in itself is authentic as well. You, it's just, it's just a very, and I'm sure there's a lot of guys even in the country and, and guys such as, I mean, myself, I have, you know, I have my, I had my first kid a couple months ago. Yeah. Like I am now in that yeah, same boat, you're right. you know? And yeah, like, I can't even remember the last time I was hunting out, right. you know, like it's, it just changes. And it's just something that it just changes. And, um, like you said, it's people get it. And that in itself is, is authentic and not everybody can, you know, be out there running around hunting, 60, 80 days a year. You right. know, it's, I mean, there's a select few that do that. And maybe, yeah. you know, there are some influencers that, that are known for being able to, to, to do, yeah. you know, to do that. And that's but a special, the reality that's a special is, person, yeah. man, because, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's tough. It's really tough, yeah. but we still get out. We still get out, you know, yeah. just not as often as we wanted, but anyway, these ambassadors, I mean, they're, they're at the stage in their life where every week, man, they're going canyoneering, they're going fly fishing, they're going yeah. on a hunt, they're going, you know, mountain biking, they're going on a weekend backpacking trip, right? These are people that are real authentic users of, of outdoor mills, right? So tapping right. into them and going, hey, guys, you're going out anyway, right? You're probably going to your local outdoor right. store, whatever it may be, whether yeah. it's a you know, you're going to Cabela's, Bass, REI, Sierra Trading, wherever it is, you're going somewhere and you're buying food to, to go, right? Yeah, yeah, we are. We normally get Mountain House or we get Backpacker's Pantry, right? Whatever it is. Right. We say, great, that's awesome. Let us feed you every time you go out. Let us just give you, give you some product and take care of your food needs when you're out there, right? And just tell us what you think, right? And all I want in return is create us some content, snap a couple pictures, don't post them unless you want. Like if you want to post about it because you thought it was great and it was a natural fit for your audience, awesome. Right. Do that. But I don't require you to do anything. I don't require you to post four times a month and tell everybody how awesome Peak Refuel is, right? Mm -hmm. Because my concept and I learned this, you know, back when I was in my other company, when I was doing all the digital marketing was social media is social media. It's not sales media, right? People follow right. you because right. of who you are, right? And the content right. that you create. Now, right. there's some people out there that that's all they do is, you know, how many companies can I represent and how many, you know, every every other post is me pushing a certain product. And maybe your network right. follows you for that. And that there's nothing wrong with that, right? That's that's awesome. That's you. You do you, right? But for us is we wanted to associate and work with ambassadors that didn't feel like, hey, I've got to do this. You know, I've got to, I'm, I'm handcuffed right. to peak refuel and it's the 25th of the month and I didn't shoot them a picture. So let me run to my backyard real quick and fake something real yeah. quick and post it. Like that right. terrified me to death. I didn't want to be that company that held mm-hmm. our ambassadors to a level where if they didn't, they didn't produce this way and post so so much that they were that they had to go force something up and ruin the credibility mm-hmm. and ruin the you know the authenticity of their page. And so my message to them was guys, just go use it. Just go use it. Right. 
shoot us a couple shots that we can use on our social channels, which nobody has a problem with that. They're all every these days. There's so many incredibly talented people out there. Oh, absolutely. Yourself included, but there's, there's so many, (laughs) right. And they don't have any problem with that. Yeah. You feed me. I, you know, you give me a hundred dollars of food. That's awesome. I'll, you know, that saves me a trip to this store. That's, and it's better tasting. I'll tell you if it's better tasting, right. They go out and within, within their first trip, I mean, they're on the horn with me and they're saying, this is incredible. I could not believe it could taste like this. I had no idea this is what it could taste like. And it's like, yes, guys, this is what freeze dried food should taste like. Like it shouldn't, it shouldn't be any less than what, what you're getting right here. Like this is the new standard right here, guys. And this is what you're getting every single time you go out. All you need to do is create some content for us, right? If you want to post mm-hmm. about it and tell people how awesome it is, that's up to you. Like that's you. You do your thing that keeps the credibility of your page and your network following you and loving you. But you just keep creating this content so that we can share and we'll call it good. And that's that was my mindset going into the launch of Peak was I'm not requiring yeah. anything besides some content. And it it's worked out well for us because our ambassadors still post about us. It's not forced. Yep. It's more of a natural flow, which that right. fits their feeds and, and what they do, whether it's video, photography, or, or whatever, right? And we've got ambassadors that they can't, they don't even know how to use a camera, right? They're out there, they're, but you know, they are well connected. And they say, you know what, Bart? Like, this is incredible. Let me introduce you to so-and-so who is the buyer here or is connected to this person who will get you right. guys connected to the right. Like you, we have ambassadors that are content creators and we've got ambassadors that are just network builders. They yeah. get us in touch with the right people. Yeah. And that's how I wanted to approach it back in those three months was build a program based on real, raw, authentic users and not, I don't want to call them fake, but just people that are out there to get free product, Right. Hey, right. what can I do right. for you to get some free product? And I'll post about you and I'll talk about it. And it's right. like, have you even tried our product yet? No, no, but I bet it's really good. And it's like, well, try our product. And then if you really like it, then we'll talk, right? But right. I, I'm not requiring you to do anything about it. So, yeah, I don't know if that answered your question 30 minutes ago when you asked it to me. But <laughs> no, it's, that's, it's perfect. That's I mean, kind of how that's kind of how I looked at when I was building, when I wanted to build the foundation of the company when it came to credibility because you know our sales team was seth and travis were killing it just trying to get it into as many retailers as we can and as a young company to get into retailer is super hard it's very hard uh, now this will just real quick side story here about a bit i won't say the name but a big retailer that picked us up was the very first day we launched day one okay we launched Mm -hmm. in April 6th of 2018, day one, we turned our site on, we grabbed some meals and we went into a big retail location here in Utah. A big store, they've got like 20 plus stores nationally, right? Mm -hmm. We went in there and we went to the camping manager and we handed him some food and we said, hey, I know we're brand new. We just launched literally today. Mm -hmm. Here's some of our meals. I know you've got a huge food section here already. And I don't know if you've got room for us, but we're a local Utah company. Just try it. Just try it. And if you don't like it, don't call us back. But if yeah. you do like it and you think it's got room for you, we'd love to work with you guys. Yeah. They said, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. We'll, you know, the guy was like, yeah, whatever. Okay. I, you know, I 
I can't really bring you in, but you know, maybe <laughs> we can work something out and we can bring you in on a consignment or we can bring you in and, you know, just to this store and then maybe it'll work out to our, you know, our other stores. We said, great, right. whatever, man, just, we want you to try it. He calls yeah. us the next day. Yeah. They gave us an end cap with a TV. Wow. They're like, they're like, this is incredible. Like this is unreal that food could be like this. Right. And we yeah. were like that right there was like, Oh my gosh, guys. Like, it was kind of, I don't, I don't know if it was good for us actually <laughs> experience. Cause we were like, Oh yeah, we just walk into every store, you know, they're just going to give security. Us we have a TV. couple weird guys here yeah. with the box. Uh. Yeah. It, it was one of those where it was like, it was awesome, but I think it kind of gave us too much confidence. We're like, Oh my yeah. gosh, we should be able to walk into any store and have them just lay out the red carpet. And that is not the case at all. Yeah. It was just, Timing was right. Really good with this one store and they loved it. And it's done really well and gotten us into a lot of their other stores. But like having said that, like that was an anomaly. Like that's never happened ever since. We're getting into a lot of stores, but I mean, it's a grind. I mean, it takes seven, nine, 10 phone calls before they call you back and they talk to you and you can get some samples to them. So it's just, it was just, it was just so ironic that day one, this happened <laughs> and we were like, yeah, this is incredible. We're going to be millionaires. <laughs> this is great. You know? And then yeah, it's like, yeah. no, no. I mean, that was great, but you know, <laughs> you, you like, it's humbling quick, you know, the next day when, you get no return phone calls and, and our sales team, Seth and Travis are just grinding every single day. Phone call. It's just a grind. You know, yeah. you're, a, you're an entrepreneur. You started a, a company, you know, the grind and it's yeah. still right now. Like the grinds never stop. It's never oh, ending. It never, does. It it never, never ends. Does. It just, it's gr- every yeah. day is a grind. Like, okay. And that's what I love about it is every right. day you come in and you're like, what is next? Like yeah. what? Have I not, what avenue have I not approached? What new angle can I look at? How can I, how can I get in front of these people who I've been trying to get in front of? They don't return anything. Okay. Now how, what's another creative way that I can get in contact with these people or get the product in front of them? It's just every day is a challenge. Like when you come in and you're just grinding constantly to just get somebody to try your food or even have a look at your brand and what you have to offer. So yeah, just, yeah. No, I, I mean, this is great because a lot of people do not get a behind the scenes look or not even a behind the scenes. It's like they just don't get a look at, at what it truly takes to create a brand or even just a company. Right. A lot of yeah. I think social media does some brands a disservice because it, it looks like you have everything figured out. Right? Yeah. It's like, oh, they got a nice logo. They got mm-hmm. some nice pictures like, man, you know, they must yeah. be able to like have all these influencers, they must be paying their influencers like 10 grand a month. Right, well, like, right. so it, it does kind of set that like, oh, look guys, like we have everything figured out and like we're this big company. But meanwhile, you guys are running around like, you know, yep. trying to get into these stores, trying yes. to make it happen. And I think people do need to see that, you know, because not only because it gives them a look into the day-to-day of, of running a, a brand and, and, you know, trying to get a product out, but it, it gives people a real look at the ground zero of what then becomes a very successful company and the brand message. And, you know, like you guys were obviously very passionate about what you were doing. 
you know, yeah. to come in day in, day out and grind away. I mean, you guys obviously aren't doing it for a paycheck. You guys are doing it because you truly believe that you want to offer something much yeah. better, you know? And I think a lot of people should see that instead of like, oh, you know, these guys just create this, this product and like they're selling it and like, cool. You know, there's just so much behind a brand and the people behind it and the effort it takes to even just push one product out, you know, yes. it's like, so I, I think it's a really cool backstory. And I, you know, you. that's kind of our purpose at this podcast is like trying to draw that out from, from people, whether it's a content creator, how they started, you know, what the grind is like. Yeah. So and it's kind of weird that you, like, when you're saying this, my mind is like, I'm going, you know what, we're not even a year old. And uh, mm-hmm. it's weird having this, having this conversation to make it seem like we've, we're some, this really big company, but when you t- like, when you rewind it and I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, guys, like we're not even a year old and uh, we, we are still just grinding every day. You know, (laughs) like we're not this company that has arrived. You know what I mean? Like we're this young company that is still in its infancy trying to Mm -hmm. figure junk out. You know, like, like we were just in a meeting yesterday, like, Hey, it's March. Like guys, what are we doing? Like we got, like we've got certain (laughs) goals that we as a company want to hit. You know, and the reality of a startup is you got to have money coming in. You know what I mean? That's like, guys, we can't rest. Like we just got back from a hunt show, you know, which was great hunt show, but it was like, okay, like let's celebrate it for about 13 seconds. And what's next? Like we can't rest. Like we still, we're a young company that's got bills, that's got big goals of what we want to do in year two. And, uh, like we're all holding each other accountable and we have hard conversation. That's, that's one thing that not to get sidetracked, but with, with a young startup that I, that I didn't really understand because I came from a larger corporation. Right. And Mm -hmm. I reported to, you know, I reported to to people of Mumby that I'm sure had hard conversations, but I didn't really have like super hard, hard conversations. I did, you know, and it pushed me and challenged me, but when you have a young startup, and I'm sure you've experienced this, Andy, but you have hard conversations a lot. Like, uh, all the time. A lot. Every single where it's day, like, oh my you know? gosh, I hate this part of it. Well, because like, each decision is, is so, has such a large impact. Yeah. Like one to one on your company. You know, down to like, dude, like, why did you spend $100 yes. on this? Like, yes. we could have gone $100 and bought. You know, exactly. we could have given that that box of food to this guy here. Yes. Like he went and bought a hundred dollars worth of like office snacks. Like, come on, man. You know, it's like, it, so exactly, it, it's, exactly. And it's like it's under a microscope, man. Like, and our yeah. CEO Seth, he's incredible at it. Like, he's really good at just holding us accountable. At going, okay, yeah. guys, like we're we're a young startup. Where I think for me, because I'm more of like the creative, laid back, hey, everything will work out, you know? Like yeah. that's that's kind of my personality, you know? Like I'm just kind of like go with the flow. Yeah. Just I don't know. Always goofing off. I'm I'm a kid at heart, but where he he's the same way, but at the same time he's a realist, you know, and he's like, guys, like this is all great that we hit ten thousand followers on Instagram, but what is that doing no, for that's us? Huge. Like, yep. like check yourself a little bit because yep. we're a young company, a startup that has to, has to grow and we need money to be able to do that. So what, yep. like we can't, there's no, it's like, it's, it's almost like there's no time to just stop and breathe. You know, you need that, mm-hmm. but at yep. the same time, 
you only breathe for a second and enjoy it, but then you're like the grind right back at it. Just yep. boom. Okay. What's next? Like the, any second that we feel, and we, we had this conversation the other day, any second where we feel like we're not progressing or, you know, working harder and hard, harder, hard every single day. It's like, we're easing up on the reins and our, we're like opening up a gap, I guess, for our competition yep. to move in. Right. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so we're, we always have that in the forefront of our mind is dude, if we miss out on an opportunity, who's going to step in there and take that opportunity? Like, so, and it's kind of sickening and maddening at the same time. Cause you're just like, Oh my gosh, like I hate this because you can't sleep at night and you're, you can't turn your mind yeah. off because yep, you just it's such like, a roller coaster. yeah, you can't turn it <laughs> off. Cause you're like, okay, what are they doing? Like, yep. are they going to react to this and how are we going to react to that? And then how are they going to react? And then how are we, you're always looking so right. far ahead <laughs> and you lose. It's just, it's a story. It's, it's just a grind, man. And it's just, yep. it's, so you've got to just stay grounded and focused as a company. And our CEO, Absolutely. Seth does an incredible job at keeping us all in the right mindset of going, okay, guys, like we're young, we're doing great. We've got a great brand. We're starting to get some visibility. Okay. Stay right. focused. We've got budgets and goals every single month that we can't deviate from. You've, we've yep. got this fall. We came up with a strategy map last November for 2019 and, you know, weekly we review that strategy. Review How is it, this? Yep. We're holding people accountable. We're holding budget meetings. We're going to, you know, what did we give away to our ambassadors? What are we getting back from them, Bart? Okay, what is Instagram doing? What is digital marketing doing for us? We just launched a new site three week, uh, two weeks ago. Yep. And that, that was a huge investment, right? Mm-hmm. And it's great. We got a new site. Cool. What right. is it doing for us? Like, it's yeah. like, yeah, celebrate it for a minute that we've got this great new site. Okay. Now, yep. back to reality. What is that doing for us to make us reach our goals as becoming yep the best outdoor freeze dried company out there. Okay. Like right. it's great. Celebrate it for a second, but refocus and dial in and keep grinding. And right. that's, so when we're talking, yeah, yeah. Like it's just, uh, it's one of those that I didn't expect that kind of hit me. It was kind of one of the came out of left field for me. And I didn't know what to expect. Cause I've never, you know, even though I, with the company I was with before I was with them at a very early age, you know, I mean, right. in the infancy of their company, but it was right. in a different role and I, and I didn't see behind, you know, I didn't see behind the curtain as much as I do now. Right. Yep. And it's different and it's been a tricky adjustment, but man, has it been just helpful for us to stay dialed in? So we don't just think, Hey, we've arrived because we are light years away from arriving. There's so yep. much that we've got to do. So absolutely. And even, and you know, even um, I think our stories parallel very well together because Muddy Shutter is, you know, as much as people think, it's like, oh man, they're doing great. You know, like they're shooting some awesome content, blah, blah, blah. They've got this team. But like you said, you know, like there are days where it's just a grind. It's just hard. Like the emotional roller coaster is like, you get one email that completely just demoralizes you. Yeah. And then the next day you get an email that's like, oh my God, like, oh my gosh, like this stuff is happening. Like, you know, it's just this emotional roller coaster yep. financially, administratively, you know, everything. And even when, you know, I mean, Muddy Shutter's been around for, I guess this is, we just finished our second year, we're going on our third year, but really, Phil and I, I pretty much say that our company started when we started as a team, you know, and, yeah. and when Phil came on board. You bet. And he came on board last year, it's just one year, and I remember 
kind of like you guys, you know, you sit down for that very first time together and we were sitting in a bar and I told him, I was like, dude, what I'm asking of you to be a partner is not going to be easy, dude. It's, it's yeah. not all flowery and we're going <laughs> to be, you know, like super in charge. Yeah. You've got like 50 employees and this nice office. It's like, dude, you know, it's going to yep. be a grind. We're not going to be, we're, there are days yes. where we're not going to be yeah. making any money, you know, because we're, we're putting it back into the company. Like we have to nurture this thing for it to pay its dividends down the road. And I told him, I was like, dude, we might not even see an inkling of our destination for yeah. like 10 years, you know? And for him, he was like looking around like 10 <laughs> years. <laughs> what am I signing up for? But I told him, I was like, dude, year one. Yeah. I was like, dude, year one is building our portfolio and our network. Year three, maintaining a good reputation. Year five, you know, that's when we'll stabilize a little bit. And then year 10 is when we're going to get out there and we're yeah. going to compete. And he's just like, man, is that really how long it takes? I was like, yeah, dude, it's not going to be yeah. overnight. And he's been, Phil's been great. I, I'm bummed that he's he's taking care of uh, a couple of things for us right now and he can make yeah. it. But like you said, it's, it's just a grind. And the day that you stop, working or strategizing or just you know plotting your next move someone's yep. going to overtake you you know i love and, i love that yeah it's it's just it's just something that you just and, and it, for your product too you know you just can't be complacent with your product and be like oh sales right. are up we're good no need hey you know dial back yep. on the r&d budget like we're good man you know no like, doubt. let's just sit on this for a while because like you said another Younger, yeah, smaller company that has the ability to mobilize will just capitalize yep. on that gap. They'll see that little gap and be like, "That's where we can attack there is. right there." And that's, yep, and that's the yep. beauty of it. But that's also just that's what's so maddening about it because you just can't ever, yeah, lighten up or relax. And don't get me wrong, we celebrate the wins and we have a lot of fun. When we do, I, I've got a, uh, mm-hmm. I've got a little didgeridoo in my office. I don't know if you're familiar with the didgeridoo. <laughs> I spent some time living in Australia, and so I've got a couple didgeridoos. And when we have a victory, I'll bust that thing out, and I will play it loud <laughs> and proud <laughs> to celebrate those wins. And we, you know, we do a little jig and we dance around for for a minute, and then uh, you know we're right back in it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But that I, I like That's hearing awesome. I like so, hearing that that story about how you guys had that meeting at a bar because that's very similar to yeah. to uh you know when Seth and I met. It wasn't a bar, it was a uh really classy low budget Mexican restaurant. But nonetheless <laughs> the messaging yeah. was very similar to yours. And uh one thing I I'm glad you said our companies kind of parallel each other because I think we do in a lot of different ways, even though it's completely one's a content creation company and storytelling type company. And one's obviously a product company. But one thing that I think we, that, that I love about you guys and remind me how old Muddy Shutter is this going on your third, on year. third year. So, so you yep, would look, you would look at Muddy Shutter's content and you, if like, if nobody didn't know anything, I'll be honest, the first time I saw it, I mean, when I reached out to you, I mean, we were only a couple months old. And when I reached out to you, mm-hmm. I was like, guys, like I know we're three months old, but I got to call Muddy Shutter because I'm sure they're, they are like to the level that we want to be working with, you know, when we, when we can't. Right. And I was thinking you guys were 
well mature, like 10, 15 years old because of the content, <laughs> because of the content that you were creating. You guys give that allure yeah. and, and that brand that you've created is one of like high superior quality, right? Content creation is, is mm. at a different level what you guys create, right? And that's what attracted me to you. I would have never guessed this company is only three years old. No way, no way. And so when we went in and created Peak, I wanted to follow that. Like, that's what I wanted to do. I was like, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to do it right. Like, we're going to make sure that the branding matches our food. If we're saying right on our labels that we are a premium freeze-dried product, Everything we put out from branding to even our labels, the matte finish labels to the rounded curves on the pouches to the font that we use to our marketing, to our videos, like everything that, that we can within our budget, right? Obviously we were restrained to certain restrictions, but everything that's under our control, we have to match that. Like we have to let, we can't, ever let people think that my biggest fear was somebody was going to go, Oh yeah, they're a startup. I can tell like, yep. Yep. They're a startup. Yep. Look at their packaging. You know, I would guess they're a year, you know, six months old. I didn't want that at all. Right. (laughs) At all. Yep. Because first impressions can either make you or break you. In food, especially in food. Mm -hmm. If, if I, if I have a poor experience with a restaurant, I'm never eating there again. Never. I'm not even like yep. anytime I think about it, I'm throwing up in my mouth, right? Like, oh yeah, and it, it just takes that exactly. one little thing, right? The waiter or waitress is bad. There's a rotten lime in your exactly. water. Like, it just takes that one little hair thing, in your food, and that whatever. Now never come, it's yeah. over, and so yep. that was my fear. You know, coming from the food industry, I we get that importance. Like, we don't take it lightly mm-hmm. at all, right? And so us saying, okay, like everything has to be branded to a level that is superior than anything out there. Right. And that, you know, we spent a lot of money, a lot of our budget that we had set aside was set just for that is so people would think, okay, one, this is a lot, this is a big comp, bigger than a year old company. Right. I would never guess that you guys are a year old. Right. And from the way you guys brand to the product, to how it tastes, like we just wanted to be at that level, which then goes, okay, for our next, you know, for example, those first six mils that we have that we launched last year. Awesome. Just I'm biased, yeah. but from you can go look at reviews and, and see what people say about it, but it's great, great products. Right. But just because they're great doesn't mean our next five can't be better. Right. And so that's what we pushed for these next these next five mils that yep. are coming out is okay, like we set the bar pretty high with these first six we launched. Now we've got to beat them. How do we beat them? Okay, well, we've got to have yep. even cleaner ingredients. We've got to have even less water to rehydrate right. them, right? Like because that was a big win for yep. us is in our products is having, you know, 10 ounces of water to rehydrate our mills, where a lot of the people out there, you know, 16, 18 ounces of water. Like that was a big win for us. Okay. So what can we do next round to eat be even better? And so, you know, those next rounds where a lot of them are even under eight ounces of water, which are, which is eight ounces or less, which is incredible. And that's the type of mindset that we wanted to have was okay. Don't just be happy with our standard. Like we have to continually in any way that we can 
continually be raising that standard of product that we put out. And that goes for our product as well as the content that we put out and our branding. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And it, it's interesting because, you know, going back to our companies paralleling very well with each other, you know, we spent, people were kind of like, oh, you guys kind of came out of yeah. nowhere. You know, like you guys have only been around for that short amount of time. And I remember at that, you know, that meeting with Phil, I told him, I was like, look, I want to fly under the radar because I think we're not ready. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not ready to get out there and shop ourselves out. Right. You know? I want our portfolio to reflect what we will be giving people, not, you know, just putting anything on there. It's like, it's like we cannot approach companies until we are comfortable with our product and our service. And the first two years was us just, you know, yeah, sure, we worked with some companies and stuff like that, but a lot of it, we spent our own money yeah. to shoot our portfolio. You know, I, I mean, it's just, it's just like peak. It's like you have to invest into your company before you expect it to give you something back. Right. And I was like, man, we're, you know, we have one chance when we meet people. You know, we have probably one chance to be, hey, this is our work. Yep. You know, look at it, let us know what you think. And that was part of our strategy is, be be like a duck on the water, you know, super <laughs> calm on the surface, but yep. you're you're paddling, yeah, you're, you're grinding underneath. Or fire. Yep. Yep. And that's kind of, you know, and I told him we're not gonna go to any trade shows until we feel ready. And that was, you know, that was this year. And for a while yep. people were like, didn't know what we looked like. They didn't really know much about us because we just wanted the the product to to do all the talking for us before we yeah. even met someone. So it's kind of like the same strategy as you guys. It's like you don't really know us, you, you know, but but just taste it, you know, and then mm-hmm. I assure you, we will do a good job. We will meet yeah. your expectations. And that's kind of like the same strategy we took was like, hey, you know, here's our portfolio. Just give it a look. You know, we're not, don't have any expectations on anything. Yep. If you think it's on brand, if, if you just like us, you know, that's cool. You know, we're not going to knock down your door. Because if you truly like our work and, and, and you want to work with us, then let's do it. But yep. we're not going to force anything. You know, yeah. same thing with you guys. It's like, for sure. hey, here it is. You yep. know? And I, I think that for a startup, I think you have to have that kind of, I, I wouldn't say um, approach because different startups have, you know, different business models and how they how they go about getting business. But I've seen that for the guys that are at our stage, you know, the authentic and, and personal connections and network that you make is, is what will will eventually help your company so much more than if you, like, if Peak went and paid 20 influencers five grand yeah. to, like, like, hey, guys, yeah. like, here's this new, like, food, yeah, you know, like, exactly. please eat it. It's awesome. Right. Like, it, it doesn't do you any, no. any good in the long run, you know. Not at all. It may get you a couple followers, that first or second year, but then when people eat it and they're like, oh, this is not what I expected that this influencer told me right? or that this person told me about it. Then, like you said, it's like the restaurant. They'll never come back, yep. you know? So that's kind of like my long spiel. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. It's spot, it's spot on and you guys are phenomenal at that. Yeah. So what's, I know we kind of talked about 2019 and beyond, but yeah. like what's, I was going to say what's cooking, no pun intended, yeah. but maybe yeah. the pun is intended. No, you know, what, no um, you're right. We get that question a lot. <laughs> Not what's cooking, but what's next. What's, you know, because yeah, we launched with next? those six yeah. mills 
And it was funny because like after like three or four meals, everyone's like, okay, what next meals are coming out? And it's like, whoa, like you realize how long it took us to come up with these six meals? Like it took a lot of formulation, a lot of time. And everyone's like, hey, you're going to do desserts. Mm. You're going to do snacks. And it's like, hey, we've we've got a big (laughs) list of a lot of things we want to do, but we got to, we kind of can't put the cart before the horse. Like we're a new young company. And uh, once we have a good, solid foundation with our mills mm-hmm. and people know who we are, they know our name, they know our brand, they know uh, our quality right. with who we are because we're a mill company first, then, uh, then that's when we're going to start going, okay, there's a lot because there is a lot of other things we can do, especially in the freeze-dried world that, trust me, we've talked about. And we would, we pump the brakes on a lot of things because it's like, whoa, okay, let's not lose focus of what, who we are and what we want to do, right? Let's dial in our, let's create a good foundation. And with that, you know, we've got our great first six meals that came out last year, four entrees, two breakfasts. Awesome. We've got another five coming out in, like I mentioned, about six weeks, which another breakfast option. I can kind of give you a tease here, depending on when this launches. Who knows? They might even already be out. But we've got another breakfast option, and then we've got four more entrees that are incredible. Chicken and rice, which a homestyle creamy chicken and rice, which is Mm. just unreal. Just unreal. we got a beef stroganoff, which I'm a beef stroganoff guy, and this is my stroganoff. Like, and I'm like, take this with a grain. I, I'm biased. I'm going to say they're all <laughs> right. So what do you expect me to say? And again, yeah, I yeah. tell you and your listeners what I tell everybody. I'm going to say they're great, yeah. but until you try it and once you taste it, I mean, you'll see what I'm talking about. That's the best part about Expos. Right. Everyone comes in. Oh, are you as good as the other guys? I, I'm going to tell you we are. Of course, I'm going to say that. But so I say, I'm not going to say anything until you try it. And then we give them a sample. Boom. Game over. And they're sold. Like, yeah. so that's what I tell everybody. Like, they're great. I'm going to tell you they're great, but you need to taste them. You need to try them. And then you'll see what I'm talking about. But so we got that stroganoff. Then we've got uh, penne pesto pasta, mm-hmm. which, oh my gosh. Like, I'll just leave it at that. Man, it's, it's lunchtime oh over here for God. me. You make me yeah, hurt. I know. <laughs> you. It's so good. And then we got a chili mac, which, mm. oof, a chili mac. And then we've got a mountain berry granola with rice milk. We've got a lot of people that are like, hey, I'm dairy intolerant. I can't have dairy. And it's like, ah, dang it. What can we do for them? And so we've sourced this incredible rice milk that is phenomenal, phenomenal. And so it's just similar to our strawberry granola that we have right now, but it has the rice milk in it with the granola with mountain berry mix. So strawberries, raspberries, Mm -hmm. blueberries. So that's the big launch for 2019. And trust me, we've got plans for other things for peak refuel, maybe outside of the mill genre. I don't know, but it's on our list. And they, we, uh, we're not going to just stop there. I mean, we can't. We've, like we talked earlier, we always have to be grinding and pushing and innovating and creating something that the market just hasn't seen yet. Right. And that's how we feel. Mm-hmm. We feel that technology in the freeze dried world has come so far since it was developed. So far. Right. And it's not stopping. The freeze dried mm-hmm. the freeze dry technology and, and, and the resources that we have are not stopping. And it's that just means better mill experiences for 
everyone in the outdoors, whether or not, and, and this is another thing that we're really proud of as a company, whether or not you are a backpacker, a hiker, you know, that loves to get out and explore the outdoors or whether or not you're a sportsman and you're, you're a hunter, right? Hunter mentality. Yeah. Like we support everybody that loves the outdoors, no matter what genre you're in, we support you and we want to make sure that your experience, no matter what you're doing, stalking an elk or climbing Angels Landing in Zions is the best experience possible that you can have, right? Because we're all just enjoying this incredible country, when I say the United States, and what we have around us is just unreal. I mean, growing up in Utah with five national parks, I appreciate it as much as the next guy. But there's also some world-class hunting here that I also appreciate as much as the next guy. Oh, absolutely. And it's in my DNA and it's who I am. And we support everybody and we want to make sure that everybody has the greatest experience no matter what they're doing when it comes to meal time. <laughs> you mm-hmm. shouldn't have to endure your food at all. You should have to enjoy it. Everybody looks, for, no matter who you are, after a day stalking or after a day glassing or after a day hiking into the Uintas, going fishing or, or climbing the highest peak, no matter what, everybody looks forward to the meal around the campfire. That's just who we are. Mm-hmm. Like that's the highlight and peak refueled wants to enhance that. And we feel we've got a product that does right now and we're not going to stop. We're going to continue to enhance that mealtime experience. So that's awesome, man. And I'm, I'm super excited, but I, I imagine that everybody that's listening is is extremely excited as well. You know, especially when you yeah. mentioned food, yeah. everybody loves food, right? I, I mean, yep. I, I can't even imagine someone that doesn't love food. So this, I know this probably and it, it's so rewarding <laughs> um, at these expos that we go to. It's just so rewarding when somebody comes and they're so hesitant to try, like just, and it's, right. it's often like, I mean, that's what we do at these expos. We just want people to try it. So we give out little sample cups of our meals mm-hmm. and uh, everyone's always like, I don't want, no, you want to say, no, no, I don't want a sample. I've had it before. It's horrible. I'd never eat that stuff. And it's like, just try it. Like, just try it. And then they're like, they taste it. And they're like, I had no idea that it could taste like this. And it's cause it's real food like that. There's nothing more rewarding than having somebody who would never even give you the time of day to even sample a product, sample it and then fall in love with it. Like that's the, that's what we're up against is all these people that have had such negative experiences with it that they don't even, they don't even want to like even sample it. Right. And then once you get them to try it, man, to see that expression and that excitement and going, this is what you could have. Like you don't have to pack <laughs> in a couple of noodles and, and you know, right, whatever right. top ramen or cans of soup. Like, no, you can yeah. have a, a real meal on the mountain. Like that's so rewarding yeah. to us. We love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Bart, thank you so much for giving the insight into peak refuel as well as the products and just the day-to-day grind of a business. I think it's uh, extremely refreshing to hear from the, you know, the brand and manufacturing side and, and product side that, you know, there is so much work and so much, I would say even heartache, but also joys that go into providing a better product to people, whether it's, you know, food or, imagery or whatever it is, you know, there's, there's such, there are a lot of dedicated and passionate individuals such as yourself that pour their heart and energy 
into just providing something better. And I, I truly appreciate that. And I think the listeners will really love to hear about all this. So thanks again for being on the show. Anytime, Andy. Thanks. I'm excited for you and what you guys have going. I'm excited for this podcast. So congratulations on success with Muddy Shutter and continued success with what you have coming out with this podcast. And I'm sure many of the things that you guys are working on. So thanks for, for all you do and for thinking of the little guys like us and having us on. Hey, we're, we're still the little guys, man. No, we're not nowhere near successful. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to go eat lunch because you made me very hungry. <laughs> All right, Bart. We'll have an awesome day and say hi to the team for us. And, you know, I hopefully will. we'll chat soon. Thank you. Thanks again for joining on today's episode of the Burning Creative Podcast. Don't forget to show us some love by sharing, subscribing, and following along on our website, theburningcreative.com. Until next time, keep the fire burning. <laughs>